everybody be cool. You be cool. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Is this a dream? Unfortunately, no one told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. I hope not. If it were, they'd be wrong. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to the BBFC podcast. I'm Catherine, and in the last episode of the podcast, we were speaking to film examiner Caitlin about how we classify discrimination at the lower categories of U, PG, and 12A. In this episode, we'll pick up with Caitlin again to discuss classifying discrimination at the 15 and the 18 level. So if we see sort of quite a significant jump between what's acceptable at the PG level moving up to 12, what's it like when we then go up again to 15? I can imagine we're getting quite a bit stronger by that point. Yeah, of course. We we assume that by the age of 15, viewers are able to cope with much more complicated presentations of discrimination. The guidelines at 15 for discrimination state that the work as a whole must not endorse discriminatory language or behaviour, although there may be racist, homophobic or other discriminatory themes or language. So at this level, those themes can be quite thoroughly explored. There may be portrayals of, for example, um, racially motivated violence or quite strong verbal terms could be used in a way that you wouldn't have seen at the lower categories. At 15, you might see that there generally would still be quite a moral outcome to the work, but in a much more subtle way than we've seen at PG and 12. For example, there's an interesting film from 2001 called The Believer, uh, actually an early Ryan Gosling starring role, where he plays a white supremacist who is also who's also been raised Jewish. So it's really a character study of his inner conflict as he tries to reconcile these two sides of his character Um, and the first half of the film does feature him making articulate eloquent speeches um, containing extremely strong anti-semitic views going to meetings with like-minded people encouraging people to commit acts of violence and planning his own acts of violence um, to go along with these views that's something I don't think we would have um the main character, the person that younger people are perhaps encouraged to identify with in the film. I don't think we would have that kind of view espoused lower down the categories. The 15 category is able to contain these more complex portrayals. Over the course of the film, there is more of a moral outcome and it does become more about his character rather than the issue of discrimination as a whole. But it's, it's an interesting one for looking at that jump between what's acceptable under the guidelines at 12 and what is better placed at the 15 category. So all the works we've talked about so far have been quite quite serious works. What happens when comedy comes into the mix? Is that kind of aggravating in terms of discrimination or, or does it sort of mitigate its force sometimes? Well, like with many other issues, once comedy comes into the mix, it, it tends to depend on whether you find it funny or not. If you find something funny, you're more forgiving of it, I think. And if you don't find it funny, then that can actually amplify how offensive you find it. And comedy is one of those things that, as examiners, it's it's very difficult to judge because you have your own response to something. You're also thinking about how the general audience for the work might respond to it. And that's impossible to gauge because everybody's sense of humour is different. But I suppose comedy doesn't always mitigate all kinds of discrimination 
No, the the context is always key. So there are, for example, works by stand-up comedians that we have past 18, usually for a combination of issues, but I can think of some, um, for example, there's a Roy Tubby Brown stand-up comedy DVD um, that was past 18 for several issues, but including some use of strong discriminatory language um, and jokes where we felt that although it's still clearly comic it was only appropriate for an adult audience who would understand the nuances of that better than a teenage audience. Outside of comedy there are of course dramas that have been placed at 18 due to the presentation of discrimination. In 2007 we had This Is England, uh, Shane Meadows's film about uh, a young boy growing up um, falling in with a, a gang of older skinheads and witnessing and being part of some racist behaviour and, and witnessing some some strong violence and very strong racist language um, these factors combined to place that film at 18 there's an interesting case study actually on the BBFC website about that film if people want more detail because there were quite a few issues combining which resulted in the 18 classification but um, something that particularly stood out was that there was a child witnessing this extreme violence and this extreme racially motivated violence and that was felt to exacerbate the issue a bit. Yeah I think a standout moment in that film for us was the scene in the sweet shop when the little boy goes in and confronts the shop owner and uses quite strong strong racist language I think it's like a lot of issues where we talk about conflating a child with another issue be it sex or violence or strong language just seems to make it so much more impactful than if it's adults of the same age and the same sort of power balance using language or or actions towards one another is very different when children are involved, isn't it? That's true. It can be much more emotive and, yeah, it can serve to make those issues appear stronger in the way they're presented. So, yeah, and and in this case, that was definitely something that fed into the 18 decision. Well, thank you, Caitlin. That was a really interesting look at the way we deal with discrimination at each of the classification categories. And, of course... um, Listeners can access the guidelines and have a look for themselves and also those case studies on films like This Is England where they can find a little bit more detail. So now we've talked about discrimination at all the age categories. Let's move on to something that we hope will be a bit of a regular feature on the podcast, some BBFC Vox Pops where we talk to members of staff about films they've seen recently, the first film they saw as a child perhaps, or the first film they remember taking their own children to see. What was the first film you saw at the cinema, Caitlin? Um, That was E.T. when I was aged four, (laughs) which seems so little. And my mum tells me that um, I was really quite distressed. I don't want to spoil E.T. for any listeners who have have yet to see it, but um, there is a moment where things look very bleak and uh, four-year-old me was quite unhappy, but everything's all right in the end. What was the first film you examined in your role as an examiner at BBFC? Um, it was the Roland Emmerich film The Day After Tomorrow, which has the, I think, quite brilliant 
um, what we used to call consumer advice contains extended scenes of peril, which is a phrase we would not use anymore because we felt that the word peril was starting to sound a bit quaint. But extended scenes of peril sounds very exciting. And I was very excited to be classifying my first feature film. Well, thank you, Caitlin. And remember, if you missed the first episode on classifying discrimination, you can find it on the website. And please email us with any ideas you have for future episodes of the podcast on podcast at bbfc.co.uk or using the podcast feedback form on the website.